Hi everyone and welcome back for part two of our episode where I get to get information directly from the horse's mouth. We get to understand our youth's point of view and allow them to have a voice when it comes to navigating their own sexual and reproductive health matters. And this is just a continuation of um, last week's episode where we got a bit of insight as to where the, what their background was where they came from, the kind of information or lack of information that was present at the time. And so we want to build up and see, has that changed? Have things gotten a bit better or are we still struggling? Do we still have gaps that we need to bridge and navigate um, so that they're able to understand themselves a bit better? And especially so, because we're always thinking about future generations, what can we do better given what we had or the resources we have at this time? So I'll start by quickly just asking for a reintroduction, just so that everyone remembers your names. <laughs> Maybe I can start. This time I'll start with you, Grace. Sure. Um, hi, I am Urigi Grace Njeri, a second year in Kenyatta University School of Education, taking English and Literature, and also a peer counselor. Yeah. Fantastic. What about you? Hello, my name is Otieno Steven Obiero. I am the chairperson of Kenyatta University Peer Counselors. Pleasure being here. Fantastic. And what are you studying at I, I am I'm doing education mm. uh, for Thea, that is mathematics and business. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. You're the guy you need to come for maths lessons. <laughs> I'm struggling. <laughs> Still struggling. <laughs> yes, my dear. Uh, so I'm Karen Okello, a second year student taking education arts, English literature. Fantastic. So again, I just want to express my gratitude for you guys being here with me on set and being brave enough to share your stories and just to help with misinformation and informing. Because sometimes we have the best interest at heart when we want to do better by the youth, but we don't actually come to you for solutions. We feel like you, we are only coming to give you guys the solution. So I like that you're able to come and voice your opinions. Mm -hmm. And you gave us a beautiful insight into your journey so far coming from growing up through primary school and high school, and mostly what sounded like lack of information and lack of access and lack of guidance. And so now I want to pick up from that conversation and restart the journey into university. And hopefully things have improved. Hopefully things have changed now that you're peer counselors as well. So because a lot of the audience will not understand what that means, so we'll go into that. But before I jump the gun, maybe now transition from... Um, I'll start with you, Grace. Transition mm -hmm. from university, I mean, from high school through to university. Mm -hmm. What was the journey before you got access to the peer counseling program? Mm -hmm. What was your journey in terms of did things improve? Now you have even more access to people. Mm -hmm. The diversity in university is even bigger than what it was in high school. What was the, walk me through that first contact with other students your age and the kind of information. So, peer pressure, was there more access to the internet? I imagine for sure there was. What was that journey like for you? Okay, so for me, um, after high school, no coming to campus, mm -hmm. you know there's that notion that campus, there's a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. You get to do what you feel like you want to do without anyone really uh, monitoring you. Yeah. Um, so I was, let's say, curious mm -hmm. and excited, mm -hmm. but again, I was afraid. Mm -hmm. You know, as I had said in the previous uh, episode, um, 
I was this kind of person who was raised in an enclosed setup. Mm -hmm. I'm not really exposed to interacting with people much. Mm -hmm. Now I'm coming to this place where my mom is not there. Mm -hmm. My dad is not there. Yeah. There's no teacher to like monitor what I'm doing around school. Mm -hmm. I think it was um, a nice experience, but again, full of fears mm -hmm. what might happen. But again, uh, during our first week matriculation, mm -hmm. the school, um, the the, the the orientation bef before the matriculation day, mm -hmm. they bring speakers to talk to students. Now, if you attend the orientation, that is to your advantage. Okay. If you feel like, ah, I have the freedom, yeah. I don't have to go there, yeah. you might miss out okay. on that basic information that they provide. So I'd say the school played a big, uh, they played a big role mm -hmm. in just sensitizing us a bit before okay. I really came into contact with peer counselors mm -hmm. whom I interacted with when I was in my second week. Okay. Yeah, they usually have, uh, we usually have um, programs for the first years in their halls of residence. That is where I got contact with peer counseling. Yeah, and fantastic. that is what, one, one of the things that inspired me to be one. To become one yourself. Uh -huh. oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So you didn't have to walk the walk on your own. Not really. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what about you, Stephen? Uh, for me, when I transited from secondary to university, it was more of a uh, uh, freedom, but I realized freedom was not freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, With before... freedom comes responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> no, freedom was not freedom. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, uh, in regards to now the SRH aspect, uh, th there was the aspect of uh, I, I didn't get the orientation she's saying because I joined weeks later Okay, after they had had the when they had had the orientation. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the course, uh, I had not worked it as Steve Obiero. Mm -hmm. Now you are now your father and your mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't need, you. the parent will send you money mm -hmm. and you budget for yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm. Because that is the first time I can remember I said, dude, my dad sends me 2000 uh, and tells me I, I call him next switch. week. Yeah. I was like, this is a lot of big money. Huh? But, uh, you have to figure it out in between. Yeah, but it came with responsibility. Mm. And also, uh, what also, from there now, it right now, I now went into uh, games, mm -hmm. which most part of my time, I used to be more in taekwondo mm -hmm. and more in football. So I would balance. This week I go to football. Next week I go to Taekwondo because there were I used to go because of the allowance. That was the motivation. Okay. Because for this allowance. There was allowance for okay. playing for the institution. Well, times have changed. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. All but right. uh, in that regards, there was still uh, the, still I didn't know about the SRH mm -hmm. until now. There was the all of residence talk. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a talk within the halls of residence where for me I never went to. Listing on SRH. Mm. I went because of refreshments. Right. Yeah. So the, I because... like that they bribe you all the way. <laughs> Every step along the way, they're like, we know how you think. So come and eat something. So they told you me. You might the, hear something. Yeah, there were the refreshments in plenty. Yeah. The Mpesa balance is something like 50 shillings. Right. So if refreshments is plenty, let me go save my money yeah. and go take the refreshments. Right. Yeah, that was it. And while you're there, you learn something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about you, Karen? Uh, thank you. Uh, when I joined campus, actually, I I didn't first, in my first week, I didn't know all this about this, that there is these things called 
sexual reproductive, the clubs mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when uh, when we were in those matriculations, uh, that that these people, or rather, they always say their position. Mm-hmm. And I heard about uh, there is this talk of peer counseling. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know them, mm-hmm. who they are. Mm-hmm. So um, in my second week, it's second week when they, they did the also resident stuff mm-hmm. uh, where the peer counselors came. They had posters. So you know when you're new, this, they want to they want you to have their numbers. They want you to save. So you must save maybe one, two. Mm-hmm. So through their status, I saw I saw the posters. Mm-hmm. There are these things. You're supposed to go to this, this hostel mm-hmm. and you're being taught. I wanted to know what they are going to talk about. Mm-hmm. So I went. Um, and actually, the way he, the way he said, mm. down there they, they wrote, Refreshments, refreshments in plenty, in plenty. <laughs> and you you going to <laughs> that you secrets. going to that place, <laughs> and you seeing the refreshments are there, but mm. you're not being given. So you you must sit until they finish. Yeah. 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 So you you know you must be patient, mm. and at the same time you're gaining some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So through that, I I knew I knew all this mm-hmm. about what they were doing, but um. Personally, yes, you know, I'm not, I'm not all this in, in the, in their club. Yeah. So, but, um, he has been a friend. Mm-hmm. So he, he used to, I, I used to see his status, maybe he posts, he, he say this, this, he encourage people okay. via his, his status. Status on what? About the, maybe no, that, I mean, that's some days. Um, the, no, the Is status. WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. That's what I want to be specific on. WhatsApp. (laughs) So he can post, Uh then I I view. Mm -hmm. So after that, I gain some knowledge. Mm -hmm. So there is this, this, this thing. And you know, campus life, people always go to these parties, Mm -hmm. clubs. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you at least have some knowledge, at least you have this person, you can ask. Because he has been in that school, yeah. I came and found him there. Yeah. At least I can ask him about these things. Yeah. So at least my journey with them as friends, at least as impact me. Yeah, at okay. least I now know what 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 the things I can do, I can do in campus. So I'm not like going that astray. Mm. I now have th- some have knowledge. A bit of guidance. Yeah. Okay, I like that. When you say the whole of residence um talks mm-hmm. what exactly is covered just so that we have a bit more understanding what what is covered during that talk because it sounds like it starts from right at the beginning second week of school mm-hmm. you're not really being left by yourself you have mm-hmm. some guidance but what was the topic of discussion okay so every time the first years are admitted mm-hmm. we have um an event for them mm-hmm. we want to to capture them from the time they enter school and to walk them through the journey. Mm-hmm. So around the second week there, the school helps us through the housekeepers and the congresses around the the hostels to mobilize the first years. Mm-hmm. They come to the rooms and we talk to them on matters sexual reproductive health, okay. mental health, mm-hmm. and their own security. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe someone might be threatened by some other student and mm-hmm. they feel maybe it's their right. You know, it's yeah, campus anyway. Yeah. No one so again, is... when you're the fresher, uh-huh. <laughs> you can actually end up with quite a bit of abuse before mm-hmm. you settle down and understand mm-hmm. this should not be happening to sure. me. Yeah. Mm, just enlightening them on some th- campus life, the seas of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that happens right at the beginning. Sure. Yeah, I just uh, heard something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we always dub it as uh, the first year's orientation. Mm-hmm. 
and basically we do it uh, in regards to reproductive health uh, okay. talk. So we can't just talk about, because it is just, a, we do it within a span of uh, two hours, mm -hmm. two to three hours. We can't, because we're just given us. We don't want to be too long yeah, as well. Yeah. We don't want to bore people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because probably, you know, the first year, when you talk about sex, remember this, probably somebody was caged. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's also true. And now when now you start to talk about sex. And, and now this want is to such an awkward conversation. They huh? want to see condom and they'll be like, so we always <laughs> glue it, uh, we glue it with the, uh, mental health, mm -hmm. we talk about financial management because mm -hmm. now you are coming, you are going to manage your finances yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, so that it, now you know that now you're, you are having, you're coming into responsible responsible field. Yeah. Then we also try to give them uh, the aspect of sexual harassment and how you can go matters rape. Mm -hmm. And the key thing that we do, because we work under directorate health uh, a director of health, health services within the university. Mm -hmm. So because we work under the directorate of health services within the university, mm -hmm. we want to now tell them, your health is very important. Mm -hmm. And so we must first tell you, where do you get the services when you need them? Mm -hmm. So that is what we always do okay. and take the work. So that if I'm new to the university, I understand already what's available and how to access those services. Yes. Yeah, and okay. I remember through that, I, I came to know there is this, health unit you're supposed to go to this place mm -hmm. because they even came with the nurses and they yeah okay. so they were actually telling us all these stuff yeah. okay so and given the background you had come from did you feel a difference walking into such a setup given huh. that you're coming from a space where no one has talked to you about mm -hmm. sex no one mm -hmm. is providing talking about providing services mm -hmm. i mean have you had this before you know mm -hmm. so coming into university what was your mindset in terms of when they first, because you know you've talked about it from now a provider point of view. I want to know what your experience, for you, um, Stephen, what was your experience when you first walked in and they started talking to you about sex? And your background, you have had no information or little to no information. So that's as I said, that there are people who never had the information. Mm. Yes. Mm. So I was one of those people mm. yeah. who are not informed. Yeah. And so in, from there is when I started getting the information mm -hmm. on what is... Uh, sex because now they start talking about sex and sexuality mm -hmm. yeah was it triggering was it did it make you uncomfortable that's that's sort of the idea i want to literally for, for me i felt uninterested i felt it very uninteresting for first time okay but what became now interesting was now i saw the female condom Okay. <laughs> there was a, 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 a right. this thing looking like yeah. yeah. So that's what. Yeah, that, that, now I, the first time you see one of those, you're like, hmm, <laughs> what is this contraption? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what now attract at first the conversation because the normal conversation Steve has been living mm -hmm. is that sex we don't speak about sex, mm -hmm. but now here I'm coming, we are speaking about sex. Yeah. And now I know that I know, I I know how to use condom, mm -hmm. but now I'm being told no. This is, the correct this is the correct way to do it. Way to yeah. do it. Yeah. That, that's what now attracted me. Mm -hmm. And by that time, there were these props of the male, uh, mm -hmm. the props. Yeah. And I was like, dude, ah? <laughs> where am I? Yeah. But after that, I got interested. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And what about you, Grace? Um, for me, it was very interesting. I was very much interested. Mm -hmm. And generally too, it was just interesting because okay. having nurses mm -hmm. who are not our age yeah. they are older yeah. but they are talking to you like they are so much passionate about you mm -hmm. and you feel like ah, they care mm -hmm. yeah so it was so interesting and i really wanted to 
to just be around them and luckily I got to be one of them. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. So now I'll walk now down the journey of the program itself. Mm-hmm. And because the two of you are part of the program, mm-hmm. maybe you can give me a bit of understanding. What exactly, so that myself and the audience can understand, what exactly is the peer counseling program mm-hmm. at Kenyatta University? So just to say something, peer, the peer counseling Kenyatta University is consisting of both staff mm-hmm. and students mm-hmm. who are trained mm-hmm. on provision of youth-friendly services in regards to sexual reproductive health. Okay. So these people are trained and are certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so you have members of the team who are staff members yes. and some who are students. Maybe paint me or walk me down okay. the hierarchy. So, I, so I would like to walk you down the hierarchy yeah. of this. Apparently it is not a club. Mm-hmm. We are now treating it as a school project. Okay. I like that. Uh, because yeah. we realize it is impacting people. So the institution, so the essence of having it as a project. Okay. And uh, now we consider ourselves a family, mm-hmm. which concentrate on the welfare mm-hmm. and also counseling services. Okay. So we have two wings. Mm-hmm. That is uh, the student wing, mm-hmm. that is the peer counselors. Mm-hmm. And we also have the clinical wing, that is the, the clinical staffs. Okay. But the person in charge of within the institution, the patron of this project is the vice chancellor okay but he delegates the duty mm. to our director mm-hmm. who is the director for the health unit okay. or the health services within the institution right we also have a staff in charge of the student who mm-hmm. coordinates the students mm-hmm. and the staff basically is in charge of the interest of the, the students, students. Yeah. we also work hand in hand with the director of student affairs mm-hmm. because remember we are now working matters students mm-hmm. so we work very closely with the director of student affairs mm-hmm. so basically that's what how the hierarchy runs okay. from the vice chancellor then now we have the director mm-hmm. then we have director of student affairs we have director of health, health unit because mm-hmm. we are dealing with health yes yeah then now from director of health unit we come to director of student affairs then we have the coordinators who are the we have the clinical coordinator mm-hmm. and the student coordinator. Mm-hmm. Then now we have the peer counselors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and the peer counselors now are the students. So peer counselors are the students okay. uh, within various institutions, okay. uh, like within various faculties. Right. Yeah. We are not just from uh, one school. Mm-hmm. We have people from School of Education. We have School of Humanity. Those are, we have people from School of Medicine. Mm-hmm. We have because we believe in. Uh, inclusive, inclusivity, inclusivity yeah. and diversity. Okay. We also have the herbal differently. Okay. We also involve them yeah. and uh, we have them within us. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a fantastic program. Um, how do you become a peer counselor? That's because it sounds rigorous. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, <laughs> you have. I imagine there has to be qualities that they look out for in order to make someone um, go through the program and get training. But how do you become a peer counselor? Okay, so when there is need for training for the peer counselors, mm-hmm. um, applications are made known to people. Mm-hmm. Like students are told to apply and apply. Mm-hmm. So you write a cover letter mm-hmm. and you also give us a CV. Okay, so then, it's a job. Mm-hmm, okay. It's some sort of a job. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we will cancel out some 
because we are looking at the best of the best. So what are the qualities of a peer This is fun. What are the qualities <laughs> of a, that you look out for for a peer counselor? Okay, for the first phase, we'll just look at how how presentable is your CV? Mm -hmm. How presentable is your cover letter? You have to be you have to stand out. You have to stand out. You have uh -huh. to put some thought into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we'll call you for an interview. Mm -hmm. Then out of the interview, we will have some like we won't just get everyone. We look at your confidence. Mm -hmm. Your dressing code, because it's something formal. Yeah. Your dressing code, your confidence, mm -hmm. how how audible are you mm -hmm. when I'm conversing with you in that interview room? Mm -hmm. you, because as I've said, we have to get the best. Yeah. Again, after that, we sit, we sit and talk and talk. And now we finalize on a specific number, depending on the budget that has been provided, mm -hmm. either by the school or by the partners. Mm -hmm. Then after that, there is a 13 days training. Okay. Thara training that for the peer counselors. Yeah. Uh -huh. That's wow, that's a long time. <laughs> okay. From, so what, what does the training look like? What does it involve? Um the first day it's just the background of peer counseling, how mm -hmm. it started in the early nineties to curb pregnancies and all that. Mm -hmm. And then we, we invite um specialists. Mm -hmm. Some will talk about deep, deep, deep reproductive health. Mm -hmm. Others will talk about mental health, mm -hmm. financial management, everything that touches the life of a student, okay. everything. Yeah. And uh, first aid, mm -hmm. all that. And mm -hmm. then we have a graduation at the end of the session. Yeah. A, a mega one. It's a mega thing. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah, right. we have a graduation. Mm -hmm. We... Yeah, we, we just have fun and mm -hmm. celebrate the far that we've come. Yeah. Then after the training, that's not the end. Mm -hmm. As, as as we go on, we have capacity building sessions. Mm -hmm. uh, for instance, the National Nurses Association of Kenya, mm -hmm. they've played a big role in capacity building our peer counselors on post-abortal care. But now it was just a sensitization mm -hmm. because students are going through these things mm -hmm. and we have to be equipped so that we can handle them. Okay. Yeah, So we have some sessions for just sharpening more mm, yeah mm, okay mm -hmm. just to help fine-tune the skills mm -hmm. when it comes to the more challenging mm -hmm. aspects for other students mm -hmm. okay it sounds very organized mm -hmm. okay uh, it, is, it is it is very organized <laughs> yeah very. Because, uh, uh remember uh we never said about uh, we, one thing that we always believe is continuity mm -hmm. so we must get people who stand out mm -hmm. for a, a program to continue we yeah. must people we must get those who are passionate yeah we don't want those who come there then after Steve is gone. Remember I was left there in 2019. Mm. And soon I'm exiting yeah. campus. Yeah. I need, if I leave, somebody who takes over, take it, takes this, it in the right direction. The, ne the next level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to go down, yeah. but we want it to always move up. Mm. Okay. This is now, we need people who can embrace the, this project to continue to mm -hmm. the next level. Mm -hmm. And that's why we must get somebody who is outstanding. Okay. Uh, another thing, we we value volunteerism. Mm -hmm. We don't get paid. Okay. Literally, we do this thing for free. Right. That rigorous process. Yeah. We are trying to prepare ourselves for the outside world. Mm. Because I can say without any fear or favor that the skills I've gotten from mm -hmm. peer counseling mm. are very great mm -hmm. that I couldn't have got if I was looking for money. Yeah. Here I've just come. When I volunteer, I get myself into various opportunities. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. That's true. And also it molds you into someone who's ready for the real world because yeah. out here you're supposed to be able to stand up for yourself. You're supposed to be confident, vocal, mm-hmm. have an understanding and regulation of your own self because you said like it's not just freedom. There's a lot of responsibility with it. And also I feel like because you're being taught so much, you come out with a lot of life skills as well because when you talk about financial management, where else will you get that kind of information, mm-hmm. right? So... um when when the program started for you when you started when you joined the program did you feel because it sounds like it's very rigorous and then it makes you feel i need to own this and grow it how did it make you feel coming from again you sort of had the same background where there wasn't much information mm-hmm. and now you're having not just access but the ability to also help other people your age how has that impacted you as a person maybe i start with you grace Um personally it has made me love the community more mm-hmm. so more into community service more into relating with people and more into being empathetic with people mm-hmm. and trying to understand people's point of view okay. yeah and just trying to be there for them you can't solve their problems mm-hmm. but we'll have options that might work out for them mm-hmm. so it's an amazing thing being able to connect with people mm-hmm. and sharing out your ideas okay mm-hmm. and what about you Steven for me I've, i've grown mm-hmm. i have grown i was very naive boy right but uh, i grew in terms of confidence mm-hmm. i have grown to be a leader mm-hmm. and uh, that's i can now affirm that leaders are made mm-hmm. however some mm-hmm. are born but leaders can be made yeah uh, that's powerful uh, what peer counseling have done to me it has also connected me to various opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when I came, I felt I should own in. However, at that moment I faced some criticism mm-hmm. where they dubbed peer counseling as condom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. When Karen sees me for the first time I met her, <laughs> she recognized me because of female condom. Female condom. <laughs> That is the hit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's the first impression and it yeah. lasts. Yeah. So y- you go to class, mm. these are your classmates. Mm. you have a sensitization so the time you don't have class you go to hostel talks mm-hmm. or at times you decide to have a evening door to door door to door talks mm-hmm. where you go door to door you do your talks mm-hmm. for me it was building my confidence mm-hmm. at the same time i was empowering other people right yes yeah but the criticism came you go give condom you tell somebody something <laughs> you go give people condom because of course they'll always when you're doing something great they'll always be critics but uh, <laughs> i thank god because i never saw the critics okay. for me i saw the opportunity right good because by that time they were saying i go issue condom mm. it was coincidentally that's the time miss the king of condom was in ku ah uh, right okay and uh, okay thank god by that time they were asked who do about condom who do who do you know who promotes this issue of condom mm. they said Steve mm. I got myself an opportunity fantastic and there went did my volunteer work mm-hmm. at least i got something at the end of the day good okay yeah. so it's given you a lot of access and networks to be able to grow access, opportunities access network currently i'm into student for liberty mm-hmm. courtesy of peer counselors fantastic i am i am also doing data entry for nakada mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Courtesy of peer counselors. Fantastic. So you see the avenues? Yeah. So, so I'm telling you, peer counseling has now molded because when I came I saw the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I didn't ever saw the aspect of the criticism mm-hmm. and also this thing on people saying that 
this and this. Mm-hmm. And also, because I wanted to give back to the society, mm-hmm. I saw this was the best avenue. Okay. Uh, because uh, being just a mere student leader, I felt like it will restrict me to work within the given area. Mm-hmm. But as a peer counselor, it gave me an avenue to work for all the students within mm-hmm. the school. Okay. Yes. Okay. You had something to add? Um, just to add, you see, within peer counseling, there are leadership opportunities mm-hmm. for the peer counselor. So the chairperson, vice chairperson, secretary, mm-hmm. this gives each peer counselor a chance to like grow more on leadership. Mm-hmm. If it's maybe the secretary writing proposals and all that, mm-hmm. and if it's the enrich and outreach coordinator reaching out to corporates and all that, it yeah, it gives you a very big chance mm-hmm. and opportunity to just grow on how to yeah, because that's yeah. a, in amazing skill mm-hmm. development mm-hmm. those are skills that will come in very handy out here in the real world mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm. because very few people understand proposal writing mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. or what it takes to raise funds mm-hmm. from corporates and other institutions so mm-hmm. that's actually pretty brilliant mm-hmm. um you had mentioned partners so how does that work what well, who are the partners and how does that work when it comes to the program so when we talk about partners, we are very privileged mm-hmm. to have Pathfinder International, mm-hmm. which is uh, the main partner. Mm-hmm. But the key, the first partner is the Kenyatta University mm-hmm. Administration. Mm-hmm. We must acknowledge that. Yeah. Then now we have the Pathfinder International. Mm-hmm. We have the National Nurses Association of Kenya, mm-hmm. the NAC, mm-hmm. the NKA, mm-hmm. that also sponsor our or capacity building mm-hmm. as peer counselor. Yeah. We have MSF mm-hmm. where they sponsor some of us for other trainings in regard to sexual, uh, the rapid response on sexual matter, sexual mm-hmm. harassment. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank God we also have Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. The Nairobi Country Ministry of Health has recognized one of our own okay. to be a, a promoter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a health promoter within the community. Mm-hmm. So the the county government has taken one of our own to be the count, the promoter within the institution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We also have the PPG, mm-hmm. which uh, has come on board. PPG to, uh, the for the audience. Pa- Plan Plan Planned Parenthood Global. Global. Okay. Has come uh, on board, mm-hmm. and now they want to empower us economically mm-hmm. by sponsoring us because we need to have income generating uh, projects okay. for us to run this project yeah. not every now that we want we go to partner well, looking for the partner's we, budget yeah yeah so we have an income generating ideas okay. where we want to bring and they are they are already there they mm-hmm. want to come uh, and they they have stood with us right okay. in terms of training yeah. because the first thing is information mm-hmm. they have tried to train us mm-hmm. Now it is now for us now to go to the ground and do the investment whilst mm-hmm. they have trained us mm-hmm. so that we come with the income. You know, borrowing, asking money every now and again. The moment you knock on the door, somebody will be bored with you. Yeah. Be bored with you. Yeah. But the moment you can now stand yourself, it also gives you that independence and say that at least they sponsored us. Mm-hmm. Now we don't need to borrow them every now and again and ask them for their support. True. Yes. And that's very important. And it also gives you a bit of independence. You're able to create your own budgets and the spending. Yeah, it gives us independence as well as it helps us in the aspect of financial management. True. Because when you are doing this, we are not, the management will just come and tell us, Steve, do this. But the key 
control is mm. with the peer council. Right. Okay. It is run by the peer council. Right. And we are planning uh, that as now we are having a very diverse tax shop mm-hmm. that uh, PPG are trying to bring. Mm-hmm. We want to leave the tax shop of uh, uh, having the normal food stuff, mm-hmm. but we want to bring this this SRH materials. We want to bring okay. the condoms within. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to bring the uh, sanitary pads. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, what revolves about the dignity pack, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. of uh, within the lady and mm-hmm. also the male, mm-hmm. because we cater for both. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that sounds really amazing. The other thing is because. I know how parents will receive this information. It also sounds time-consuming. So how do you balance being a peer counselor and being a student and actually doing the work that took you to university? How does that work for you? I'd say class time is class time. Okay. No missing classes. Mm-hmm. Then your extra time, you'll now have to plan yourself mm-hmm. and learn how to priori- prioritize things. Mm-hmm. Everything is good, but again, not everything is beneficial. Mm. So you'll have to know this time I'll have to study. I have a cut. Mm. I have classes. I have exams. That is the main reason why I am in school. But again, I have a program to run. I have students to attend to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as we had mentioned, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, majorly counseling and all that. And Mm. then those days we bring them to our office Mm. for a one-on-one talk Mm. and training them on some things. Mm. And then Fridays we go to their hostels for condom refills. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a program, but then school time is dedicated Mm -hmm. to school time. So so just to clarify something Mm -hmm. that she has said, Mm -hmm. when we say that uh, class time is class time, we mean that, remember we are coming from diverse faculties, Mm When our Obiro will be having class, mm-hmm. Grace will not have class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes? So that now tells that the time Obiro leaves to go to class, there will be somebody, somebody replacing Obiro. Okay. okay. Yes. So it's still functional. So it, is, it is functional. Yeah. Obiro goes to class, but there's somebody who still makes sure that the resource room, literally we, the institution has given us a resource room mm. where we can have our clients come and we talk to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, very, it's a safe place mm-hmm. where we can bring people on board. Mm-hmm. So that means that the, the aspect of continuity still moves on. Right. When Obiro goes to class, there's somebody to cover up for mm-hmm, Steve. Mm-hmm. And when this, this person have a class, there's another person. Remember, okay. we are currently we are active 85 peer counselors. Fantastic. Okay. However, the number might be small, mm-hmm. but we feel that it still supports it does, the yeah. student. Yeah. Yes. That's fantastic. I think now this is the point where I plug Karen in so that she doesn't get too bored. <laughs> <laughs> So um, just so that we get from your perspective, have you had any interaction with the peer counselors on a personal level? And if you're comfortable, maybe you can share that experience with us. Oh, yes, I have mm-hmm. so many times. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, the way I'm hearing them saying, mm. it's actually true. They always even coordinate so many things within the institution. Mm-hmm. They also have these, uh, I don't know if they call them the enrich. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they have okay. the, these activities that they they do within the school. Mm-hmm. So with, at that time, you know, I'll I'll see. They always have I don't know tents. Mm-hmm. They put their tents mm-hmm. in school. Mm-hmm. So if you pass, you'll see. Okay, there is something going on here, mm-hmm. and there are students doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Let me branch and see what they, whatever thing they are doing. Yeah. So if I branch, I see, or rather, they explain to us or they tell us what they are doing, mm. what the, the activities. Mm. 
and they even tell us this how to how to use the condoms they mm-hmm. have them there mm-hmm. they demonstrate to us how to use it so actually through them <laughs> through them i've yeah. come to learn a lot okay yeah okay so you it's, feel supported and you constantly feel like you have access to yes them. yes okay. yes because okay. even if uh if i have problem i'll Actually maybe I don't know where to go mm-hmm. but I'll reach to them okay. because they are my friends. Okay. But if they can't do it they'll refer me to someone. Okay. You know through them have I've I've, I've, I've received the support that I wanted. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's really a good so thing. So they'll bridge the gap to yeah, even the yeah. sub- services that you didn't know or you don't know how to access. True. If you reach out to one of the peer counselors they're able to give you that. They really they're always ready to help you that sounds amazing yeah you guys must be doing a fantastic job <laughs> so in your own opinion um maybe karen for mm-hmm. you are there any specific services that stand out to you that are provided through this program mm, the services actually mm-hmm. they always uh through them i've known mm-hmm. there is this place called uh, ghana mm-hmm. in in the school within the school okay. it's not a country yes. yeah like, where, the where is this yes. <laughs> within the school like, so, now in ghana is ku in ghana <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's just a name mm-hmm. so through them i've known that uh if i have a problem like it's not uh this one if not this of malaria or mm-hmm. if you have other problems mm-hmm. or rather if you want uh, the counseling mm-hmm. that they don't they don't offer mm-hmm. They, I'll, I'll go to Ghana okay. and I'll receive them. Okay. If I want to test my my status, mm. that's HIV and stuff, I know mm. I'll go to this place. Mm. Through them, they'll tell me, go to this place, mm. this and this day, they're all, they're, the place is open and mm. you'll be helped. So, you know, through them, mm. we've come to know. And actually, again, through them, uh, on Friday on Fridays, I always see them uh, distribute condoms to hostels. Okay. So, you know... Um, <laughs> So no, it's just marking you more as the condom. It's <laughs> <laughs> just enlightening you. No. <laughs> right. Oh, but no, it's a good no, title no. to have. Yeah, actually, that's a championing it's, it's, that's applaudable honestly. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's nice because actually it's helping people because mm. um when they come to the hostels it's always on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh when they come to hostels you know they will distribute the condoms. Mm. And so we you know our hostels we there is always that 10 to 10 rule. Mm-hmm. They these other genders can come to your hostel and mm-hmm. you don't know what's happening to the hostels mm-hmm. maybe the person has come and it doesn't have all those things that they're supposed to use the mm-hmm. protections mm-hmm. so if they come and um, find them then the reception mm-hmm. yeah because they're always there right you'll go there and find the condoms you'll pick and go but it's because of them mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. they always make sure the life of of youths or the university students are always you know, made easier always, okay yeah. you mentioned a 10 to 10 rule what is that it's um okay let me say it's a rule uh-huh. that's placed <laughs> in this institution yeah. so you know um before corona they used to tell us that um, during corona or before they were not uh, other genders were not allowed to come to the hostels right okay yeah so right now after the corona Mm-hmm. they've introduced that rule mm-hmm. so um uh, 10 a.m you can come to mm-hmm. the hostel mm-hmm. but at 10 p.m you're mm-hmm. not supposed to be in the hostel oh, okay. so it's between that time okay yeah okay. you're supposed they can, can go yeah, yeah okay okay understandable um how do you feel 
the program in general, now this is to any one of you, <laughs> has impacted others. So what what have you seen, if anything, that you've had some impact in someone's life? Has there been a situation that stood out for you? For me, I'll say yes. Mm. And we have situations, mm. not just one. Not just one. Uh, because uh, uh, when uh, we have had, number one, we had had various things to do with the, the abortions. Mm -hmm. So, but the, you realize that the, the person they can coincide in is the peer counselors. Mm -hmm. They'll come and ask you, Steve, and I'm like, I feel like work. Mm. So, you know, you're now telling them because the problem, you know, they look for quacks mm. who will tell them pay five, pay 5,000, pay mm. what. Mm -hmm. But for us, we do, first we don't judge you. Mm -hmm. That is a safe space. Mm -hmm. So for some of the ladies who have come to our office will confirm that, that for us, we will do something called referral. Mm -hmm. Remember, abortion is something that we can't hustle as ourselves. Yeah. So we do it for clinical. We do it first. We refer you to professional counselors mm -hmm. who talk to you. Mm -hmm. They do everything because us, we will never give you a solution. Mm -hmm. The solution the client has the solution. Mm -hmm. We only give the variety of options that mm -hmm. he or she should choose. Mm -hmm. That is number one. So when we refer you to the professional counselor, we also do a referral for you to the the Ghana clinic, that is the reproductive health clinic. Okay. Where here, they will now handle you mm -hmm. medical way. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they'll tell you, these are this, and this is this. Mm -hmm. Here we also have the pre and postnatal care. Mm -hmm. So we will also refer, we'll have the, some, we, I'm very proud that currently I'm being called an uncle by many. That's lovely. Because of yeah. some ladies who wanted to abort, but when we took them through the process and they went, there they were given counsel. They decided to have their kids. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And they have had the support that they Yeah, had they had the support because, because we have the post and prenatal. Okay, care. that's wonderful. Um, number two, we have managed to save some people because mental health since COVID-19 is an issue. Mm -hmm. And so we had had these people who wanted to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. The other day we had a lady who had the relationship scandal with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so she came, she wanted to jump. Yeah. Mm. So when she wanted to jump, then they, by that time we were in politics, then there are people who brought her to our office. Mm -hmm. But for us, if you come, we will not say that, oh, you are stupid or your boyfriend has done what. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. We want to provide that safe environment for mm -hmm. you because we listen, we care. Mm -hmm. We first give you our yes. Mm -hmm. We will never talk, but we will listen to yeah. you. Yeah. To give you that room, you feel that we are we are empathetic in your situation because I, we don't have to be sympathetic with mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But when we have the empathy, that is a great thing. So we, ne we this lady never committed suicide. Mm -hmm. You were able to help yeah. her navigate. Now they are back in their relationship and they're like, uh, is now, she's now seeing the best side of, and thank God in December, they're having a wedding. Mm -hmm. oh, so congratulations you see, to them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In December, they're having a wedding. This is somebody you wanted to commit. So we're able to resolve. We the have crisis. gotten those who have uh, the those who have been addicted mm -hmm. to drugs and substance abuse, mm -hmm. especially those who come for the tough faculties. Mm -hmm. Those from medicine, mm -hmm. those from uh, <laughs> <My> people, <engineering. laughs> those from engineering, right. those from uh, people and applied sciences. Mm. Yes, we have had people. We have worked 
the journey of addiction mm -hmm. until now we said majority have not gone to relapse stage mm -hmm. we celebrate that yeah because if you see somebody old in the morning drunk in the evening drunk now can tell you that um, i can't drink mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my main reason is to study yeah. and study that's fantastic and that's we have powerful. our people we are working with because we are a support system yeah not only so has, it's not just a one off thing yes. and we leave you alone you actually that support we are there because we know that there might be relapse yeah but we don't want when the relapse come let it just come by the way mm. but we don't want a relapse we want to be there as at now we are talking we have various peer counselors mm -hmm. having those who they are giving the support mm -hmm. on various situations mm -hmm. be it drugs and substance abuse Okay. Be it drugs and substance abuse, mm -hmm. be it uh, the aspect of financial, uh, the because now we are in the, especially this time round we used to have first years who were help never came, mm -hmm. the help never came, mm -hmm. and now they were like in the should I call off, mm -hmm. should I do what? We will now tell them we motivate them. You just do your best. Government will bring money, mm -hmm. and we see some after receiving the money they pay fee and they come celebrate. Me, I will have called off. But mm -hmm. now, because of you people are there, I didn't call off. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. We might, basically, we might not be stable financially. But we also try to provide the little we share meal. We mm -hmm. say we are not having much, but the little we have cannot go dry. Yeah. We share as a family. Yeah. Remember, we are a family, and that's why we are geared to having best welfare mm -hmm. of an individual. Mm -hmm. Yes. This is so powerful. Because again, just listening to you speak, especially having known the background that you've come from, it's clear that the program is having an impact not just on the services, the people receiving the services, but specifically on you because of the opportunities and the knowledge that you're gaining as being peer counselors. So I definitely applaud you guys for this program and Kenyatta University and its partners for supporting the youth as much as they are so far. Um, Maybe, because nothing is perfect, maybe as a final parting shot, what would you like to see being done better or more of through the program or for students to have better access in terms of you've built something. I'm sure you have a vision that even as I leave this, I'd hope that it can get to this point. What would that be for you? Um, at some point, in as much as we have the Ghana Clinic, mm -hmm. it's a challenge to some students because it's a standalone clinic. When you go to Ghana, you're going for reproductive health services. Mm -hmm. So there are these students who are not very much comfortable with that. Okay. If it's possible, maybe in the foreseeable future, mm -hmm. to have a clinic that is not a standalone clinic, the okay. better. Okay. But again, we are having uh, a clinic that we are to launch in mm -hmm. one of the hostels called Nyayo Hostels. Mm -hmm. We believe that it's going to be of a very great impact to mm -hmm. the students because we'll be having not only the health services, we'll be having games mm -hmm. for students students mm -hmm. Wednesday and Saturday just to engage them mm -hmm. and again it won't be so much um, into reproductive health alone yeah. that when you go there it's just contraceptives that you're going for okay. yeah probably that mm -hmm. but generally we are thankful for uh, to Kenyatta University mm -hmm. for supporting us all through mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. fantastic what about you Stephen for me I'll say we are I'm looking for a, a place where uh, we go digital. Mm -hmm. We need to get, uh, I, I try to have something on a hub mm -hmm. 
where and not only in for the peer counseling or for when somebody has a session mm-hmm. you can book your session online mm-hmm. and you come at that time because right. sometimes you'll come to the room we have a, a backlog mm-hmm. and we are sometimes mm-hmm. you get that it is only that Steve Obero is the champion in that field mm-hmm. or Grace is the champion and mm-hmm. she's having a client mm-hmm. yes so i'm looking for a, a scenario where we have a app mm-hmm. where somebody can do booking okay Number two, uh, for an, uh, the aspect of people who don't want their uh, their names to be mentioned, let us have the anonymous platform mm-hmm. where we can have a toll-free number mm-hmm. where I just call, hello, uh, you don't even say your name. Mm-hmm. I am so and so. I would like uh, this service. Mm-hmm. Is it being offered? Mm-hmm. I am requesting for this uh, this assistance. Mm-hmm. Can I be helped? Mm-hmm. Because to be sincere, I won't go by credit mm-hmm. and I'm going to sleep with Kangumo. True. I'll true. go for, or I'll go for Kata. Mm. No. Or I can't spend the day, the money for credit. I'll have to eat fast mm. because food is a basic need. Yeah. So in that regard, your toll free number will give the communication to be very effective mm-hmm. and will have to solve various cases. Okay. There are some people who don't call because they the the number that is there is charging when you call steve mm. it will charge you sometimes mm. you will reverse call steve but you find that steve also is financially unstable yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have, have credit the ability to call you back to mm-hmm. call you back mm. that is number mm. i also look forward to having a very more safer uh resource room mm-hmm. where it's very youthful mm-hmm. uh very youthful i mean that we need to now try to revamp our resource room mm-hmm. which this resource room you know when it is more youthful it will attract many people mm-hmm. and they'll come will have the relaxation mm-hmm. this now plea everything revolves around the financial support mm-hmm. we are requesting those who can give the financial support mm-hmm. to help us mm-hmm. we want to start a clinic at nyayo at nyayo mm-hmm. It is without finances we can't run it. Yeah. Everything revolves about finance. Mm-hmm. And remember, SRH, even for us to have our interest, she, she said about interests, mm-hmm. the ones that we have within the campus. Mm-hmm. We have also the outreaches. Mm-hmm. We should not only be limited within the, within the Kenyatta University main campus. Mm-hmm. We also want to go to the satellite campus, mm-hmm. but we can't go. empty handed we must request if those who are able to support us because those who in the satellite campus mm. might also be affected not might they mm. are affected True. but they don't have this peer counseling mm. lastly is to request for training of peer counselors more and more peer counselors mm-hmm. because when we have more of them giving solu- uh, giving options mm-hmm. will be very easy Mm-hmm. Remember, these are people who reside within the hostels. Mm-hmm. These are people who reside within the residence around the university, mm-hmm. and these are people who can offer the options mm-hmm. to the students. Mm-hmm. Above all, for everything success to be seen, we must have evidence based. Agreed. Evidence based. Agreed. Yeah. We only have, if I can look at the peer counseling family, we only have one. with the samsung the rest are taken and below and the one with samsung <laughs> it's samsung that when it is 90% it goes off <laughs> so that tells you that we don't know how to document we can't docu- right. have clear 
yeah. evidences where if we have an event we have clear photo mm-hmm. and the documentation now becomes a problem mm-hmm. because we want to give you that now if you come to peer counselor if you want to come to peer counselor you had an event mm-hmm. where is it mm-hmm. i'll give you a very dim photos you will say ah i'm not sure mm-hmm. but if i give you clear photos mm-hmm. where you see that this is obiero mm-hmm. and this is kari and maybe even some video to hear what and the this, messaging was and the video aspect shared. yeah the empowerment because the the, the key thing is on the awareness mm-hmm. and the awareness will only come if you have the more digitalized camera and also for a proper documentation and reporting okay yes okay i'm sure people are listening <laughs> <laughs> what about and you uh, if i talk of uh youth mm-hmm. uh, peers mm-hmm. peer counselor in to be a peer mm-hmm. meeting another peer mm-hmm. in the same okay you have a problem and you're going to you're going to seek for help mm-hmm. and you meet the person who is going who is in the place is your fellow peer mm-hmm. or rather is mm-hmm. in the same you know sharing information with this person is more easy mm-hmm. than uh meeting the other aged people True. you don't know how they're going to judge you so i think in these clinics or in these uh health units they're supposed to put those or rather to employ those youths mm-hmm. who are out there mm-hmm. who don't have job but they are of this age mm-hmm. at least if we go to those health units we meet them sharing our problems is kind of easy than going and meeting a a, a, a person who is aged and, and now <laughs> and now you like okay i want to t- i want to share it with them and but they're like they're scared. like my parents mm-hmm. i don't know how they're going to judge me mm-hmm. so you know if uh if i meet this uh peer they'll be like okay i'm also in the same in the same place mm-hmm. so i can i can relate mm-hmm. so i think adding more people mm-hmm. who are not aged in the in this uh places are we okay. can benefit okay. so you need to uh, you want to see a few more youthful faces in yeah, the actually, health actually, provision yeah because yeah because yeah, okay. actually uh, when we go always go to those health clinics in the in the institution that's Kenyatta University mm. i've never seen someone young they always <laughs> Can you repeat any kazi? Yeah, so actually <laughs> if you go there and meet someone young actually you're going to have that psych okay that I can share this thing share. with yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. I like I'm I've really learned a lot. Lots of insights and especially so a clear difference for us who would like to do better by the youth, a clear difference in what having access to information and being given opportunities does to make a difference in your lives. So thank you so much. I'll end the episode here. Thank you so much for coming on to share. For my audience, we'll continue to have this conversation online. I'm very very excited to hear what your feedback is, especially given everything that they've shared, everything about the program that's available. You are truly change makers for the, at the biggest level of the world. And I don't I don't know if you see at the level at which you're causing an impact or maybe you'll see it later in hindsight and just how much more powerful you are given what you're doing for the community so we applaud you and i will definitely be celebrating the ku program you will see me on campus soon that's for sure <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us for this episode and thank you once again for engaging through the entire first season of this podcast i'm looking forward to having more interactions all our social media information will be in the description box including theirs and especially so for ku students if you didn't have access to someone specific or you didn't know who you could reach out to all their information will be available 
Thank you all for joining us and looking forward to seeing you on the next one.